the mighty Kaidaku. May our tribes always be at peace. Maybe. You can see faintly in the distance a beautiful stone-made entrance. So up in the distance, you can see a cave entrance, a man-built cave entrance with beautiful decorations and pillars that surrounds the entrance. As you come closer, you can see a, an entrance towards an, a grand hall. It's about 40 feet high and 20 feet wide. The scouts look upon you and here is the entrance. Whatever you must do, you do. From here, take safest way. Just west, down to Pendrock. Thank you. Toby laughs an evil laugh and stabs everyone. <laughs> you fools! You brought me. To where I wanted to go. Toby doesn't do that. <laughs> but that might have been what would have happened if you hadn't been awakened by Mira. Rebrainwashed? Yeah. <laughs> Kinda rebrainwashed. Um, I give them each a small trinket leather uh, working. Hmm? Each. Yeah, I gotta build your customer base, man. The first one's free. <laughs> crack dealer. You see a hallway now, lit up with blue flaming torches. At the entrance you also see a symbol of a hand, holding its index finger up, pointing to the sky. Do I know this symbol? This is the symbol of Asith, and also a symbol of the resistance. Did we know that that was a res uh, symbol of the resistance? Um, you should know. This is quite known for all of Parthena. Okay. Um, because Asuth has the arcane connection and the arcane people are <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the hunted ones. So, yeah, you all should know that. Um, of resistance. But you see a 50 feet long hallway leading into a big chamber. And you can faintly see a elevation at the far end of this elevation. Or, or the chamber. Uh, you can see an elevation at the far end of the chamber. Um, Do you think we need to sneak in? Or can we just go in and try and find the ring? Is there any sign of life? Or It's totally quiet. Have the guides left us? Um, they're nodding to you and they're standing put right now awkwardly waiting for you to <laughs> do your business. Let's head in then. Alright. I follow. And you walk in. You take the hallway into the chambers and as you start walking in the hallway you see the guides and the scouts um, starting heading back towards the fortress. 
You see this small elevation? It's a hexagonal shape uh, made out of stone. Stairs leading up on each side. Uh, on top of the staircase you can see a pedestal with a small wooden box on the top of it. You can also see a faint shimmer of a bronze plate, an engraved bronze plate uh, at the front of the box. So, Cree, Tempe, guys, when you got your mission to go here, did they tell you what you would find? Like, would, how, how much information did you guys get? We, we, I know what the ring looks like, but that's about it. Or is it? I'm asking. The, the <laughs> did I get any more info than that? No. Yeah. Not really. So that's that. This feels like a trap. I look upon the box. Uh, you see a text that reads as follows. Put an offering within this box. If you manage to make it lighter, I, Asuth, will grant you the path to true knowledge. Does anyone have a tube of helium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here in my advent... No. I, I don't think I can fool it by having a spell lift the box, right? If you put fire in the box, it becomes lighter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does anyone have any fire spells? <laughs> Don't burn the box. <laughs> I can try and lift it. Just, you know, with a spell and see if it helps. Toby opens the box. Suspiciously. The box is empty. Makes sense. Might be real. I'm voting for fire. Is there is there anything else around? Any uh, any like anything on the floor? Any markings? Any? Yeah, there are a lot of arcing glyphs and symbols. Could I try to read them? Uh, sure, roll an arcana check. That's a twenty-two. Um, Seventeen plus five. You see a lot of glyphs, uh, arcing glyphs that um, all of them are memorable words and quotes from Asuth, the Great, God of the Arcane. Um, he, uh, the, the runes per se does not seem to be armed or arcane in nature, it's just inscriptions rather. Um, and many of them reads out, we offer everything for you and um, take this great offering. And uh, you also see um, some inscriptions on the pedestal that says uh, the way to knowledge or the path to knowledge rather. Does it want a book? I don't know. Or money? The exact wording mm-hmm. was... Put an offering within this box. If you manage to make it lighter, I, Asuth, will grant you the path to true knowledge. I'm afraid we're dumb. That this is obvious. And that some listener out there is just screaming at their goddamn iPhone right now. <laughs> what, what, what you what you think of this when you look at this box when when Toby tells you th- and you help him translate all the inscriptions, you feel like this is a test of knowledge rather than a magical test. Uh, you feel that this riddle or whatever it may be seems to test your true intelligence. And we're obviously failing. Yes. Dumb as a brick. Um, dumb as a bag of hammers. One of my favorite expressions. Okay, we can do this. I'm entirely certain that we can do this. How? <laughs> <laughs> We're reasonably smart people, right? 
we should be able to. This is out of character, by the way. <laughs> I mean, look, guys, it can't be that hard. To be honest, we, we might as well just put a hole in it, see what happens, right? Do you have a hole with you? Yeah, in my... <laughs> no, I don't. But hey, like, uh, you can use your sword or something. S yeah, a, a, hole, a hole would make it lighter. It would make it a whole lot lighter. Dude. <laughs> Let's uh, just see what it does, right? Yeah. Yeah, being a man of action, Toby takes his, opens the box, takes his short sword and starts, like, stabbing, making a hole, trying to get through the bottom of the box. When you do this, the bottom of the box just gives in. Ooh. And you see a blue ray just bursting out. Did we do it? You see this light starting to emit we did it. patterns into the roof, creating shapes filling in arcane glyphs. And to the right of you, you hear a stone wall just sliding upwards and opening a path to a corridor. As usual, stabbing was the solution. I knew it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you see this corridor opens up. When, when you take a walk into it and take a peek in, you see a long corridor of maybe 150 feet just leading into a purple, magical, shimmering door that just glows. Then <laughs> a giant rock falls down. <laughs> you need to start running. <laughs> yeah, we'll go in, I guess. Yeah, we all do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you follow through and walk up to this doorway. When you do, Mira is looking at it. This is... This is real. We may be onto something real important, guys. Uh, out of character again, I suddenly get... Oh, she's gonna betray us. <laughs> oh, you get it now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think we proved just recently that I'm not a very bright person. <laughs> <laughs> you can never trust any NPCs ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to get a stabbing. <laughs> and then I'm going to get a stabbing. <laughs> and then she's going to get a stabbing. Yeah. She gently goes up and puts her hand on the shimmer. And almost like ripples in the water. You see the arcane flow of a barrier in front of this door. It's a wooden door, but it seems to be behind some magical shield. She looks to all of you. I don't know how trained you all are within the arcane. Quite. Not at all. Very. Then perhaps you do know of the spell, Dispel Magic. I do. Have you mastered its craft? I have not. Tempe? No, I I know of magic. I don't do that much magic. Hmm. Then let me. She sits down. I completely try to see what she's doing. You see her starting pulling arcane threads together, forming a pattern until she just looks up onto the magical barrier and you see it slowly fades. I can teach you that someday. 
please. For now, let's see what Asuth has been hiding for us for all these years. After you. Not being, uh, not wanting to seem too eager due to my recent status as not evil. Uh, <laughs> Toby stands back. <laughs> Let's uh, the other ones go before yeah. him. I Ring. step in. Or yeah, maybe we both at the same yeah. time. Like, <laughs> trying yeah. to. Let's do it together. Tell yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you both count to three. Take a deep breath and open the door. In front of you is a chamber. Or is it a study, maybe? You see bookshelves on so many places all along every side of the walls. You see a table, and you see different artifacts, relics, and you see yet another pedestal with a glass box on top of it, a red pillow inside it, and on the pillow, you see a lavender band of a ring with three black pearls. I look at Tempe. I nod questioningly. Yeah, I think it's a... This I run it. up to it and I just... Oh, be careful! I just rip, lift the glass box and just take the ring. I can save her. I can save her. Come on, guys, we have it. We can save her. We can save them all. When you take the lid off... I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Ooh, uh, and uh, if I had known it was a trap, I would have had advantage. But uh, I, I not did so say be prudent. careful, but that didn't So um, <laughs> that will be a natural one. Oh. You, the other of you, see, he runs up. I can save her. I can save her. Just rambling the words. And you all see a purple explosion and a supernova just happening right where he stands. Do we have time to do something no, about that? No, this has already happened. Cree? Give me the numbers. He did. You take 27 Jeez. points of force damage. That is a lot. Not enough to bring me down, but... Uh... And the explosion just hits you. Do I have time to get the ring before You I... hold the ring. I hold the ring, okay. But as this purple light just light up the study, it seemed to have done a lot of harm to all the artifacts, books, and stuff Oopsies. within it. But you're standing there, and the others of you just barely avoid the damage by taking cover when it happens, seeing it a bit at the distance. Yeah, I run up to Kree. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Gallon, are you okay? Be I, I go down to my, on my knees and I hold myself up with, with a hand on the ground as well. Just like holding the ring up. I've got it. We can save it. We can save them. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, hang on. Hang on a little. I can do something. I think. Understanding that uh, he's looked after, I'm kind of wandering around looking at what was on the walls before. Uh, he to for make very sense little. Of that. <laughs> do you want to, like, just look around yeah, or do you so want to search for, yeah, like... Like, I want to search for anything that's valuable, that's intact. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation. Yeah, I only got five. All right. Let's see. 
I got a 18. Interesting. I'm rolling like a goddamn god today, except on damage. <laughs> Alright. You guys take a look at the room. Tempe, you're running up to Cree. Um, what do you do uh, when you hit? We get to Cree? I, I try to heal him. I'm not very good at it, but I heal him for six hit points at least. Yep. So you run up to him and just grab him by the shoulders and you feel Cree when the healing starts. You feel a lot lighter and warmer, and some of the pain or the instant impact that hit you goes away. Thank you, Tempe. Thanks. Thanks. We got it. We got it now. <laughs> yeah, we, that, that's good, but you have to be careful. This is like a secret magic lair. It's, of course, gonna be traps. <laughs> How do you know this? Well, you know. Have you been to many of these places before? Well, no, not as such, but you know, stories. And, but and we, we proved ourselves. You, you guys solved the riddle. We proved ourselves. There shouldn't be traps here. Yeah, but we got it. That's that's good. We can go back to Dora now. Yeah. We can save all those people. Yeah. I stand up and I stretch my muscles and just. Uh... Can, can I see it? Yelling from across the room whilst searching. I'm like, Cree, are you fine? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's really not. Um, Mira, could you could you help him, please? Of course. I'll love the ring to uh, 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 to look okay. at. Mira comes to you as well, and now uh, she's gonna go ahead and put in a level two uh, cure wounds. Oh, that is quite a lot. That is a total of seventeen. Seventeen. I'm almost up to full. Twenty out. Twenty-eight left out of thirty-two. And um, while you guys are searching, and uh, you manage to ruffle through, through everything, all of the books and scrolls seem burned. But you manage to find four books. Um, one of them reads the correlation between herbs and the arcane. Uh, you also find Jonah's collective memoirs. You find. The Great Arcane Era, Lords of the East. And the last book, Juthara and the Rise of Shadows. Um, you also find a wand that looks quite good. You also see a cloak that is hanging on the walls as well. It looks really fancy with feathers on it. A white feathered cloak. Being kind of bookish, I focus on the books. Yeah. And grab them, put them in my bag. Um, and uh, I go for the cloak. You go for the cloak? Yeah. Yeah. And pick up the wand as well, being a magic user. Yeah. I'm focusing on the ring I have in my hand now. Yeah. Would I faint if I used to take magic in here? <laughs> Does it work like that still? You can certainly try. Yeah. <laughs> But do I know if it works like that? Because it's a spell I know, so I should know. You, you, when you use uh, Detect Magic, you can sense uh, all of the um, surrounding magics close to you. Yeah, that's going to be bad in here. So if I want to know what the ring does, it's identify. It's identify or either taking a short rest to try mm. and figure it out. Okay, I can wait. Yeah. Wouldn't hurt to cast if ever there was a place for Detect Magic. Wouldn't it be this place? 
Okay. Um, just give me ten minutes then. We'll make sure we're not missing anything. Toby casts detect magic, overhearing this conversation. So you do it. <laughs> All right. Like that's a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? I'm pretty stupid, apparently. I shouldn't be, because I have an intelligence of seventeen. You, uh, when you do this, your eyes turn blue, and you see everything so clear. There's a lot of presence of the arcane here. It's almost overwhelming you, in a in a in a particular way, in a peculiar way, actually. But you also shift the details that many things are destroyed that could have been of use. Fari. Because <laughs> you see the arcane threads slowly disappearing from several books, items, and so forth. So you see an arcane presence within the cloak that Shirk is carrying, the wand. And, Which uh, school? Uh, the wand is evocation, and uh, the cloak is transmutation. I uh, say this to Shirk so that he knows. Not that he would <laughs> know a lot about the arcane, I don't know if he does. But... Or what to do with it. Yeah. But, yeah. Do you tell us that many things that were magical are now destroyed? Ah, uh, no, yeah, no. Okay. I don't. I don't see the need to bring you all down <laughs> but no other stuff that resonates with magic other than the ones that yeah, you said yeah I don't see any hidden this, doors right? or anything you actually look on make a perception check Ooh, that I'm pretty bad at we can't help you with this because we don't even know what you're looking at yeah. that is a 16 16 Natural you 16. see a faint shimmer Inside something. Seems to be a small pouch in one of the shelves. I run to it. Or I walk briskly to it. <laughs> and uh, seeing if I uh, d- detect any traps. <laughs> Roll an investigation. That I'm better at. Apparently I'm not a five. Total of five. Um, no, it doesn't appear to be trapped. I grab it. Yep. Inside, you see there's some sort of sand when you see through it with your uh, blue eyes looking for arcane uh, essence. And uh, it seems to be some sort of dust or sand within it. They could put it in my pocket. Yeah. And... um, I relay this information to the team or the kind of group. (gasps) and uh, And I say that, like... There's no hidden doors or anything. Uh, we found this stuff. I don't know what any of it is, but could maybe find out if we sit down and chill. Yeah. Axe. Maybe somewhere less explodey. Most deaf. I mean, Mira is looking to you. Seems like the initial explosion went off. This is a warm place. If we want to rest, it's better to do it here than out in the snow. Fair point. I agree. We have roof over our head. I think that's worth a lot. Yeah. Are there any windows or anything? No. Yeah. This is a 
temple inside a cave. Oh yeah, but I thought if it was a magic portal to a temple oh. somewhere else. Oh. In the sky. Not that you know of. In the plane of. <laughs> I don't know the planes. Uh, yeah, but sure. Okay. I try to uh, I s s sit down, take a load off, try to figure out what the things are. Okay. So you all take a short rest? Yes. If I understand it correctly? Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, so you can focus on the items uh, and uh, you can roll uh, hit die if you want to heal. The first item you focus on, Toby, is the wand. And uh, you know of these. These are used by sorcerers and wizards and warlocks. Uh, and it's a wand of the war mage. Ooh. And it basically gives you a plus one to ranged uh, spell attacks. Cool. And then you focus on the dust or the sand. This is a small powder and it resembles very fine sand. Uh, you heard rumors about this, and uh, this is dust of disappearance. Uh, you can basically use an action to throw the dust into the air. You and each creature and object within 10 feet of you becomes invisible for 2d4 minutes. Love it, thank you. Uh, Shark. Yes. You take a look at the cloak. And you ask Tempe and uh, Mira and uh, Toby to help you out and just understanding the magical patterns within this cloak. Uh, this is a cloak of the owl. Um, while wearing this cloak, you have an advantage on insight checks. And if the area is dim light or darkness, you can use an action to grip the edges of the cloak with both hands and use it to fly at a speed of 40 feet. If you ever fail to grip the cloak's edges while flying in this way, or if you are no longer in dim light or darkness, you lose the flying speed. Um, while wearing this cloak in an area of dim light or darkness, you can also use an action to cast Polymorph on yourself, transforming into an owl. While you're in the form of the owl, you retain your intelligence, wisdom and charisma scores, and the cloak can't be used this way again until the next morning. Nice. That's a baller-ass cloak. That it is. Sounds like a thief's cloak. Imagine the raids of uh, Sir Whiskers and the Owl. <laughs> <laughs> Flying in on the back. Yeah. Sir Whiskers and the Owl. Making heists. A cool TV show from the 90s. <laughs> um, but you take a while and rest up. And uh, What about the ring? The ring. Sorry. The most important thing, I forgot the quest <laughs> item. <laughs> uh, the ring is called the Ring of Asuth. And basically what you can do is take an action and uh, you can remove one of the following effects. Uh, blinded, deafened, frightened, paralyzed, or petrified. Nice. Cool. That's some great equipment right there so we'll take a rest now and then we'll head back to to Darawi as soon as possible right sounds like a plan sure I'm gonna keep hanging out with you guys if that's fine I don't know what else to do so I'm just gonna tag along 
that yeah of course it's it'll be great um so um we're, we're, we're gonna head to the resistance though so be a bit careful um don't maybe let them know what you did before yeah some might have seen my face though we'll figure something out we'll watch we'll watch sure for you I give Toby a big hug. <laughs> he goes up and gives him a big hug. And he, he says, you've proven yourself. I asked you to prove yourself, and you have. Uh, like, not like the other times that this has happened. Toby actually kind of feels this. It's not just awkward. He kind of, he's also grateful and uh, kind of hugs back squeezily. That's not a word, but now it is. Squeezely group. <laughs> <laughs> you do. And the warmth of Kreese's body. And the feeling right now. Maybe it's purpose. Maybe it's family. Or maybe it's something else. The journey towards Darawi is going to change a lot. For a lot of people in there, and especially you, Toby. I hope so. With a tired and warm feeling, but with newly found strength of proven worthiness up at the tribes of the Dagger Snow, you sit a while, just taking it all in before the journey towards Darawi. And the possibilities of the next part of the adventure. All right, so you wake up the next morning and you strangely feel a little bit weird, especially you, Tempe, and Shark. You kind of caught something and you feel that the thin air and uh, the bare cold of this place. It's probably given you a flu or something. What is this sorcery? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all been cursed, yo. I think it's just a cold jerk. I, I, I don't feel so good. <laughs> no, me neither. How, how are you feeling? Healer, we need a healer yeah. over here. <laughs> Mira is actually walking up to you. And um, she puts a hand on you, Tempe. And she starts rambling some words and uh, after a while pulling after pulling some arcane threads she looks down on you very disappointed and confused and says huh that's weird if this would have been a disease or just a regular flu that should have worked what what that, that looked really cool though what what were you doing I was trying to remove the virus from spreading within you and hmm. didn't seem to work. Uh, weird. weird. I, I don't feel... It feels like a cold or, or something, well, hopefully. I, I know we should have got the Yeti fur coats. <laughs> this is... <sighs> is it metagaming when the DM actually uh, produces a cold on the players that have yeah. a cold? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. No metagaming. It should be... It should be not legal, but it is. so it is. Alas. <laughs> All the things you do for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> also, I want to note that Toby, uh, when he sees uh, these arcane threads, he kind of takes a step back. Uh, kind of not really being used to uh, seeing arcane users that aren't uh, mage hunters quite mm. yet. He, he doesn't He's not entirely sure how to how to manage this yet. Yeah. Mira acknowledged the fact that you're actually taking some steps back, but she lets you do it and doesn't pay much attention other than noting it. Um, you sit there and you wake up feeling a little bit weird, some of you, but probably taking this night's rest with a good and a kind of protected place. Um... If you compare it to the snow and the mist outside. So the scorched ice fortress room was our best. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the place you trashed <laughs> is a good place to sleep. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I was going to say that we trashed in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know who was responsible there. Oh, sorry about that. Um but you're probably taking some time uh, gone through the uh, items that you found, the magical items, and uh, you, Toby, as well, would have had some time to read one of the books, maybe, uh, during I this got long the rest. cloak, I got the cloak. <laughs> I also got a cloak, but I got it earlier than you. Mine is cloakier. <laughs> that well, it is. Well, yes. <laughs> and maybe I will find one which is the cloakest. but you can uh, yeah you can divide uh, those up if you want to Um, I think before they were divided up probably during the night maybe that's why I have a cold now I've been really examining them and tinkering them and taking tinkering with them taking notes and checking the magical abilities and being really the books? uh, no 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 the items I don't care about books I haven't dropped I haven't left mine for you to take it I did it when you slept (laughs) So it's Tempe actually has a point of exhaustion because she was oh, staying yeah. up all day. Oh no, okay then. <laughs> I'll just put it down here. <laughs> so disadvantage on ability checks. Oh no, I hope I won't be using those today. <laughs> no, because you never do. <laughs> those aren't useful. No. Uh, I, uh, I, I take the uh, dust of disappearance that I received and I kind of hold it up and explain what it is. But it's disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yes. During the night. <laughs> it's disappeared. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, I take it up and I uh, explain uh, that. Uh, hey, guys. Um, this uh, little pouch contains some uh, dust that can make you temporarily invisible. Or that can make all of us temporarily invisible. That is so like cool. A short time. Handy. Not very long, but kind of a short time if we need to infiltrate or hide. Uh, or escape the fuck out of something. Word. Mira uh, says it. <laughs> <laughs> Toby says, yo, word. Uh, uh, is it okay with y'all if I... Uh... With y'all? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Toby's from the south. <laughs> it's canon now, okay? Okay. Is it okay with y'all <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I keep this on me? Yeah. Go ahead. I'll want to examine it later, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh, Toby also takes the uh, wand of the war mage that he found Mm -hmm. and doesn't ask anyone about it because he knows that uh, none of his companions are casters and he doesn't really trust uh, Myra yet uh, with 
that sort of item since he doesn't really know her. All right. So he puts that sneakily in his pocket. Um, sure. Yep. Um, but you wake up and get your shit together. I was about yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's one way of putting it. And then you, uh, you all, y'all. <laughs> Uh, no, but the morning is yours. What we wish to do. Uh, and also, regarding the book being kind of a nerdy bookworm, uh, I think Toby spent the night reading one of them. Yeah. Uh, which one would you like to have read or at least look through? Being an angsty teen, uh, <laughs> I think he would read Jethar and the Rise of Shadow. Yeah interesting choice. Can we put some My Chemical Romance in the background? Would that be appropriate? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we have a, <laughs> the, the rights to do that. But Licensing fees indeed. I, I'm pretty sure Marcus has something up his sleeve. Yeah. I'll play it backwards. <laughs> something dark and ominous. <laughs> Alright. Uh, but you take some time uh, during the morning uh, just while everyone is waking up and you look through the book and it explains about a uh, a long past war that has, that was going on about 300 years ago. Uh, it's based on the eastern continent and has the main protagonist as the Prince of Shadows, uh, Jathara. Jathara was a conqueror that uh, went through land and tried to just conquer as much as he could. And uh, it portrays a very shady and evil individual with a lot of dark connections to different um, you can read some of the chapters uh, are about him going to places of the nine hells and making pacts with devils in the abyss and he yeah it's it's uh it's a dark story or a dark portray of this individual some more black metal than goth you'd say <laughs> probably <laughs> Some heavy core shit, at yeah. least. Um, it, it also explained about a land uh, on the east, eastern continent that's called Aldon, uh, where he supposed to be fell. Um, he, he supposedly fell in battle to a group of uh, adventurers, uh, a legendary, um, legend, legendary band that was called Kieronis, uh, and uh, it explains how Kieronis just through sheer willpower and with the power of a purple phoenix managed to defeat this individual. Um, but later, it kind of leaves you with a cliffhanger and uh, explaining that he is a lich and his soul was never found as it drew, uh, drew back to its phylactery. And um, kind of explaining a lot of fear and hesitation from many people all around the continent of uh, at least the eastern continent of when his return should come and should it come and what will happen then that's some dark stuff it is toby's uh, satisfied he likes he likes the dark uh, the dark angsty stuff so he likes <laughs> <laughs> he closes the book uh, and uh, yeah Happy with this choice. Happy, happy with this choice. He will read uh, the one about the herbs some of the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, 
As I said, the morning is yours. What will you, what will y'all wish to do? Okay, can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> can we stop making fun of how I speak? No. I take umbrage. <laughs> I think Cree is a bit, he really wants to get down from these mountains and get going. So he's a bit stressed. Uh, even though he's in autumn, autumn mood, he uh, is pacing back and forth and, all right, sir. Everyone's done sleeping? Are we good to go? Yeah, we should head out should soon. Um, yeah, ready I, when you are. How long do you think it will take trekking to the snow um, to get off the mountains? I, I'm not... Also, to, will we All be the way to Darawi? Or do you mean... Will we, will we find our way out there? Yeah. Well, I haven't traveled these parts of the mountains, but uh, I know how to find new paths up here. How many from days? my time with the, from my time with Arakokra, I I learned how to survive up in the mountains, and I know how to find my way. But I don't, I do not know the way at the moment. How long do you think it will take? How many days to just get out of the snow? Get out of the snow, a couple of days, maybe. Day, maybe two. Why don't we just build a sleigh or something? Build a what? A sleigh? That would be awesome! Can can I do that? I want to build a sleigh! Yeah, sure, you can certainly try at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I should have some, some equipment both in my packs and, and uh, we did explode some sort of library, so there should be broken pieces and things I can put it together with. Yeah, there should be plenty of small pieces and medium pieces of wood, maybe some drawers or... Yeah, yeah you can, as I said, you can certainly try that and uh, together with uh, like screws and uh, uh, some scrap metal, you can probably try to salvage and make a yeah, makeshift bobsleigh. That, that would Ride be... a bookshelf down the mountain. Yeah, that, that's a great idea, Shirk. I love it. I'm gonna go and try and build something. I'll help you out. Thank you. Alright. So you two are starting on the bookshelf <laughs> sleigh. Book sleigh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bookshelf sleigh. Are you listening? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so while that is going on, um, Cree, Toby, what would you like to do? Well, I think Cree calms down a bit hearing that that temp is going to build a sleigh. Seeing her arm, <laughs> he feels quite confident that she could build like a wooden raft-ish thing. So, yeah, I think he calms down a bit and, uh, yeah, right. lets them do their thing. Yeah, and uh, while they do their whole cool runnings thing, uh, Toby, <laughs> uh, Toby looks on, realizing uh, his bookworm shtick will not assist in any way whatsoever. <laughs> it would do more harm than good. Uh, so he'd probably uh, like look around at some stuff, like uh, walk around, uh, talk to Tim, uh, or talk to Cree. See, mm. what, see what's up. So, yeah, you find uh, Cree in a corner just trying to relax and trying to be calm, going through his spears and uh, just sharpening it with a stone. Kree, you mentioned uh, just now uh, that you were with the Arakokra. I sure. You're an elf, right? Or at least somewhat 
So I I, I thought it was an elf, but uh, Tempe told me that I was a ladrin. I'm not sure if that is also an elf or. But you're not a bird person. No, I am not. That is correct. Your perception is exquisite. I'm good at that. Uh, how did you end up with bird people? How did that happen? Because it seems odd. Well, I. Well, it all started when I. I was living for a while in the woods with a hunter who taught me to survive in in woods. And one day I found a dead half-orc, half-orc by the side of the road. And a few feet off, I found this. And he takes up from his pack um, a wooden carving of a kind of an angelical figure-ish thing. Very intricately carved, masterfully crafted. This was... I think he was attacked, and I think he tossed this into the woods because he didn't want whoever attacked him to get it. So I took it and I really felt I needed to know what it's about and what his story is. So I started asking around and found that... There were a lot of rumors about temples up in the Telonian rocks. Well, I guess we can confirm those rumors now. Haven't been here, but uh, that took me out up into the mountains. And one day I found a wounded eagle. And I tended it for a while. And Smarakokra of the Yukara tribe found me there. And since... Luckily enough, the eagle is their totem, spirit animal. So they saw this as an omen, and they took me in, and I stayed with them for a while, and even after a year or two got adopted as a as an honorary tribe's member. Why did you stay with them? Why didn't you stay with your hunter friend, or, or didn't you have anything before? Well, he... We'd said our goodbyes. I... I can feel quite restless sometimes. I don't... Since we left the orphanage, I've only stayed a couple of years, often, in one place. Feeling that there's something I need to find. And I thought that this... This uh, figurine might be it. So I needed to stay with them to learn how to survive up in the mountains because I was certain that finding it was here I would find the answers. What was it about? Like I understand you found the carving, but what was it about the car? How did you find the resistance, and what was it about the carving that well drove you up there? After Two different having, questions. Yeah, of course. <laughs> After having stayed a couple of years with the Arakokra, studying under their shamans and their trackers, I actually got a very good friend called Kerali, and she followed me on many of my scouting trips, and I tried to... I'd scouted most of that part of the mountains, so I started scouting further and further away and one day when she and I were out we came to a human village and they attacked us and they caught us with nets hoping to sell us to the 
mage hunters, figuring that a bird person and a Anladrin would fetch a tidy sum. And uh, after a while, I we couldn't get out of there, so I used some of the powers that I have, which I think have to do with being a Ladrin. I sent a skeletal hand, magic skeletal hand, and I killed the leader of that tribe. And we tried to escape, but she couldn't, she couldn't get out of there. And so she, she told me to leave her, and I swore to come back for her. But they sold her to the mage hunters and they turned her to stone. And now she's a statue in Darawi. So I I followed there. And there I got in contact with the resistance. Sorry to hear that. Not that you got in contact with the resistance, but the whole other part. I get it. Thanks. Thank you very much, Toby. No problem. Thank you. Kree is uh, sitting a bit more introvert now and just thinking about his years among the Arakokra, his time with Karali, and how important it is that they find their way down. You sit there for a while, and after some minutes, you pick up a book anyway and just start reading it. Not really reading, just trying to process the story you just heard from Cree and take it all in in that way and while that is going on you can just hear from the other side of the room <laughs> where Tempe <laughs> and Jerk is um, trying to build a bobsleigh yes <laughs> hey Tempe don't, don't you need blueprints for this do you know how to do this yeah well I've, I've got this idea sketched out in my head I can I can write them down for you if you want to see them Go ahead and uh, roll me a um, just a regular intelligence check. Oh, that that's a lot. That's nineteen plus um, three. No, yes, three. Sorry. <laughs> With disadvantage because you're exhausted. Oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. So that's a four. All right. Um, plus three. So seven. <laughs> so you you managed to scribble down some. Um, fairly intricate design. You got some levers on the sides for steering and kind of braking, and uh, you also make a, a emergency brake at the yeah. back. <laughs> just, just in case. You never know what's going to happen. That's a good idea. Um, but you feel like this bobsleigh, or makeshift of it. The book sleigh? Book sleigh. Was it? Book <laughs> sleigh. Yeah. Uh, um, that's a heavy metal band, by the way. <laughs> And uh, Horns up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you feel like this could work, and you start finding all the right pieces and uh, trying to figure the stuff out from uh, your design. Mm, great, I'll uh, I'll just I shake out my hand a bit and the the, the mechanical hand, <laughs> and the fingers stretch out and they get more joints, so they're more uh, agile. And I start tinkering and just. Sure, hand me that thing and and go and get that thing oh, with the yeah, spikes yeah. and oh, and can yeah. you ha- that one. And Which one? I pull my goggles down and I start to work. All right. Um, so with Shirk trying his best to keep up and finding everything, having a 
fairly uh, okay uh, state of um, uh, a chair, basically, that you run around <laughs> putting, putting up and trying to get to different shelves and trying to rip some pieces apart. Uh, you can go ahead and roll a tinkering tool. That would have been with advantage because he's helping you, but disadvantage is just a straight roll. No. Natural one. <laughs> We're gonna die on the side yeah. of the mountain. And uh, after about ten minutes or so, you feel like, wow, this is really coming together really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a perfectly fine drawing. <laughs> like, really? Why doesn't mine look like that? <laughs> so you basically you have Shark by your side, holding and like looking at the blueprint and Shirk, when you actually take it down to look at what Tempe has finished <laughs> producing you just see the worst piece of garbage <laughs> with like uh, wooden panels just laying almost, do you know when you take uh, like popsicle um, the tree uh, what was it called um, handles popsicle for- stick popsicle sticks yeah and, and then you just put some super glue and yeah. just <laughs> i don't have my 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 instruments or materials or anything so but this would probably do it would be comfortable but it will certainly do for just riding down the hill do, do i get an in check to know if this will work or not no it will work okay most definitely. <laughs> will we get an in check or insight <laughs> I, I would probably say when shark you, yeah. you, you you look down on this and you, you, you just see it and you're like, this is not anything according to the blueprint. Uh, you can roll an intelligence yeah. check. But the blueprint wasn't very good either. No, so. but it was not a one. So that's a six. Yeah. This wow. looks fine to me. And since he rolled and we can't help him, we can't roll for it either, according to the D&D 5e rules. We will both vouch for the uh, durability. And, yep. uh, yeah, you've gone through yeah, it and yeah. you, you like checked it and you're, you kicked on the side a bit just to see if it's sturdy. And yeah, it seems to withhold some width and some durability. Nothing fell off, no? Yeah. No, it, it would probably work. It work, Tempe. <laughs> Thank well, you. I have face Thank step. You. Do you have Misty Step uh, there, Toby? <laughs> I have a question regarding Misty Step. <laughs> yeah. Is, mo- is momentum cancelled if you cast Misty Step? I.e., if you were on the side of a mountain <laughs> and cast Misty Step, would I still be slung forward or would I stop? This is a problematic thing because it's been brought up many times because theoretically, if you're like falling from a very far height, and just wait by the last second and momentum doesn't carry it over, then you could just save yourself from any falling damage whatsoever. You could jump off like the world's tallest mountain. Uh, but then again, it's also a problem because you basically reposition yourself. So momentum shouldn't actually tr- transfer over. So I know it's a discussion in the f- like community in general, and I've certainly discussed this with many DMs as well. Um, but I'm actually going to say that I'm going to make the ruling that momentum doesn't carry over. So uh, with that meta knowledge uh, that I assume Toby would know. Yeah, you uh, would. Uh, he finds his uh, arcane focus and just when he sits down in this, he's going to clutch it tightly <laughs> in his hand and just prepare <laughs> to cast Misty Step. All right. So So I think I called to the guys. We need help to carry this. Um being very trusting of authority as well. Uh, Toby uh, just 
assumes this is gonna work. Oh yeah, it's gonna work. And uh, we checked it. And uh, you feel like, in general, uh, Tempe's knowledge of engineering yeah. and her excellent <laughs> skills of engineering is. I blame my cold. Of course, she, <laughs> she knows her shit. I mean, look at her arm. Of course. Yeah, even though it doesn't look good, it should be functional. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's built it from a bookshelf. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Um, Mira, quite hesitant walks up to you when you start shouting and uh, like it's finished uh, we need help carrying it and stuff and she looks up at it are you sure this is safe oh yeah 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 absolutely well it has brakes yes uh it's never gonna be safe to sled down the mountainside but it's as safe as i can do it it's got brakes and steering all right i trust your judgment i guess we all trust you tempe <laughs> We're I trust everyone. <laughs> Inherently. <laughs> except uh, if, except Myra so with much magic. <laughs> <laughs> Myra the magician. Hmm? Um, Crashing right. through the snow. <laughs> so you <laughs> start carrying it out and you actually get the greeting of a very beautiful morning outside. And um, you can see the trees with the autumn leaves down uh, to your right would be at this point from the entrance and um the snow is it's very fine and powdery uh and you walk out and look down the hills and you instantly see a fall of about 10 to 15 feet um before the slope begins so Kree, you're sure about which way we're going because i don't want to end up in tiber tusk with this thing uh, we're going west. Yeah. Slightly south. You know where west is? Of course. Good. You see the sun? I look into the sun. Like, Shh! <laughs> 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 that cold is really getting on to you, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so do, does this mean that we need to carry the sleigh down this first drop and then we can start riding it? It's up to you. You can certainly try riding it from... But it's going to be a fall for like, yeah, 10 to 15 feet. That's not that much, right? How well, long is that in centimeters? Is quite a lot. <laughs> that's, that's five meters. Okay, yeah, maybe we should carry it. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> This is kind of group. Welcome to Jackass. Let's do this. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's about uh, four and a half meters. Is it a clean drop as in fall straight down or just a No, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a slope, um, but, but it's... You've said some stories. Oh, well, then we can go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, then we can go. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said a drop. Yeah, so, yeah. I saw like... It a is clip. a drop, but, but I mean, it's a, probably 80 degree angle or something. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh. we can slide that. It a bit of a boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 So it evens out a bit Easy. down to like 70 or something. World's most good. dangerous roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the plan is that you're going to take this to the edge of the 80 degree (laughs) 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 drop in quotations, and you're just going to jump on it and sit on it, starting to build momentum. Yeah, like uh, my my, uh, knowledge about bobsleds are limited, but I think we need to think about the weight distribution and someone needs to be able to manage the brakes. So the brakes are in the back, I yeah. assume. Yeah, there's, there's um, a big brake um, 
lever in the back um, that basically just plows into the ground. And then you have the two steering levers that's also kind of brakes, but not as effective. But, but you would use what to brake, like strength, or what would be your kind of... Uh, yeah, it would be athletics. Oh, athletics. so good, because all of us excel at that. Yeah, I've got seven. <laughs> but like, uh, for example, I got 11, and I think, Kree, you got something similar, yeah? Yeah, I've got 11 too. So does that yeah. mean I'm equally strong to him? Does it, like, proportionate... Is it proportionately... Yeah, it, it's about the same. So it, w it would be like a percentage of what you can carry as your size and your weight and stuff like that. So it's it's not that you are as strong as him, but you're as strong as him regarding to your size. Okay. So should I do the brakes? You want to steer? Well, hearing that, I mean, that should be mean that I'm stronger. But we need a strong person to steer as well. So the two yeah. strongest ones you guys yeah. should Yeah, the two strongest one with a zero in, <laughs> in strength <laughs> yeah, yeah. should definitely do this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, also, I'll also use my, uh, my spells to call on my, my invisible servant to, yeah, to act as an extra help. I'll just ask him to uh, hang on and help um, Shirk is going to break uh, with yeah. the breaks if needed. All right. Um, so just to be clear and get a clear <laughs> view out of this, uh, you're in the back, Shirk, and Cree, you would be in the middle holding the steering. Yep. Um, so that leaves two spots at the front and one spot behind Shirk, uh, sorry, behind Cree and... Oh, we are so putting Mira in front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Also, uh, also, should you be between the brakes and the steering in case anything breaks? Yeah. To tinkery too. Yeah, yeah. It might yeah. be a good idea and because I'll I'm be... so good at tinkering. Yes, my mom <laughs> showed. Oh, that's a twenty. <laughs> I just rolled it. Oh. Why did you even roll it? Well, now you wasted now, it. Now you wasted it. <laughs> yes. What do you do that? I don't know. So I'll sit behind Mira. Myra. <laughs> yeah. All right. Please put your seat backs and trace in the upright and locked position. <laughs> Your hands and feet inside of the vehicle at all time. Be ready for a bumpy ride. Emergency exits will be on the left and right side of the wing. I actually, this time I actually listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me I need to know it. Before we leave, I just etched my, my sign into it, which is like a small fire-breathing unicorn on the side in the woods <laughs> with my knife to make sure this is mine. That's your logo? Yeah, that's my logo. fire-breathing unicorn. Yeah, of course it awesome. is. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> I have it on my arm as well. Also, uh, just uh, as soon as he sits down, his entire thing of trusting authority just vanishes. <laughs> 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 <He sits there. laughs> Frightened, stiff, just Aww. clutching his arcane focus, just <laughs> thinking misty step, misty step, misty step. <laughs> Are you mumbling that or thinking it? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm mumbling and thinking. <laughs> and with that, you kick off. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, we're so gonna die. Thank you so much for listening to Dungeons and Dice Appointments, a fantasy narrative in the world of Cyneria, created by me, Agnes Rupo, the set and the rules of TNT 5th edition by Wizards of the Coast. 
The music and editing is made by Marcus Linder, Andreas Lindstrom, and Agnes Rudbo, with additional music and sound effects that is provided by freesfx.co.uk. To help us continue this narrative, we would really appreciate if you gave us a good review on iTunes and any other podcast player you're using. Until next time, have a safe one.